2: And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
0: Seahawks fans, wherever you may be. Welcome back for another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. Join your host, Bill Alpstead, and co-host, sports writer and football analyst, Keith Myers, as we talk Seahawks football. Hey, Seahawks fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Alstead, sitting down with Keith Myers. Today, we're talking post-free agency, post-Russell Wilson trade, roster evaluations. Should be a fun show, talking about all sorts of players' movements, players available, uh, work the draft stuff in, all that fun stuff. Welcome in, Keith. How are you doing,
1: man? I'm doing pretty good. This is going to be a fun show. I mean, we can get a... Get to look at with all the moves that have been made. Where's the roster stand right now? And I think that um, as we have this, you know, phase two of free agency, which is the slower um, portion where, you know, you find good deals and, and that kind of stuff rolling through. Uh, and then going into the draft, like we need to know where the roster stands because there's been the guys that have left, guys that have been retained, guys that have yeah. um, joined the roster. And so just having a chance to go through and look where everything is, I think is, um, it's like the right time to do that. So let's it,
0: is, get to it, it is kind of the right time to do it because I think it, most of the moves have been done. I think the Seahawks filled out pretty much what they're going to do, maybe with the exception of tackle Keith. That seems to be like still a That's very blurring glaring hole um everything else seems to be okay as we head into the draft i mean you could put quarterback in that bucket but i think the seahawks feel like drew lock might be an opportunity waiting for them to kind of have a guy that they could mold a little bit i know how you feel about i and i feel the same i'm just saying i think i don't
1: i don't think they feel that way i think they too much uh, is riding
0: on the on jobs and seasons to put it in the hands of a guy that's got five good quality starts in his career.
1: Yeah. Um, and I think that it is he's got five good quality starts and what is it, 17 bad ones. Um, but it's they've got a situation where what else was it what are they gonna say when he was asked? It was a loaded question asked, Can you win with Drew Locke? Is he gonna say no? And basically right. throw, throw, throw the player that just came over in a trade under the bus, the guy that might be the starting line. Uh, right, and they didn't, he, he can't say no. And they still
0: haven't yet to make you know made a move on like a Baker Mayfield thing, which would kind of tip their hand a little bit as far as at least getting through a season with mm-hmm. a guy like Baker Mayfield and making it to next year's draft. They could do the same thing with Drew Locke and just basically kind of have the roster built around him and see if he sinks or swims. If he swims, that's great if he sinks. We're in a position to take advantage next year. We can talk about that, you know, more often or uh more as we move forward with this show. I created a a spreadsheet that basically lists all the position groups and the depth chart. And I figured we'd just share that and kind of go through it and talk about what they've done this season. So before I get to the spreadsheet, let's talk about um what they've done so far. So we have the Russell Wilson trade that kind of set in motion everything. And um, we did not bring back Bobby Wagner. He's testing the market. I don't believe that they're probably even interested in bringing him back on a one-year deal, but we'll see mm-hmm. who knows. Uh, he, Dwayne, last
1: I heard it, it, um, it's sounding like he might end up with the Rams, which, which you know, whatever, which would be, it, it, it would be weird because this is a team that's losing a lot of, a lot of its, you know, talent um, at because of free agency and, and guys at the end of their career and then to spend what it'll take to bring in Bobby Wagner um, to, for another aging player who's expensive. Uh, it doesn't seem like a good fit. I, I think he's a better fit, you know, in Kansas City where they're desperate for defensive players and defensive leadership. Like that would be a much better fit um, than the Rams. But you know what? Whatever. Uh, I, right. And I, hope, I, I just I want wish Bobby, Bobby Wagner to, yeah, to find a yeah, spot. I wish, I wish Bobby the best. I don't care where who he, I'm not going to be like, Oh, why did you go to a rival? I don't care. Yeah, go right. be, be awesome. Go be Bobby Wagner. You're a first ballot hall of famer. One of the best that's ever he's put earned on the, the, right the helmet to call yeah. his
0: own shots. So, and, and, and he's his own agent. So he's literally mm-hmm. calling his own shots. Um, Dwayne Brown is still out there. In fact, might be the best option for Seattle to kind of find continuity this year on its uh, before mm-hmm. it heads to the draft at the tackle position um, you can say the same thing with uh, on the other side with with Brandon Schell, uh Gerald Everett uh, Ethan Posick Gino Smith Rasheem Green is the interesting name on that list so far out there uh, that we did not bring back and he's still out there looking for a job as well we re-signed Quandre Diggs Rashad Penny I think the last time that we recorded Rashad Penny has yet to be re-signed so that's a good move for them. Al Woods, Sidney Jones, Ryan Neal, Kyle Fuller, Brian Monet, Phil Haynes, Will Disley. Outside the organization we brought in, obviously in the trade, Drew Locke, Shelby Harris, Noah Fant, and then Quentin Jefferson came back, Austin Blythe, the center. Uh, We signed on a one-year deal. Artie Burns, one-year deal, and then Joel Ayeg Bunnywee? Ayeg (laughs) Bunnywee? Something like that (laughs) is a a uh, linebacker uh, previously with the Chicago bears uh, has got a ton of special team snaps. No, mm-hmm. b- barely any regular season snaps at, at the position. And um no, so looks he's a, like that's he's just a filler special stuff. team guy.
1: Yeah. Yep. And, and, and now um, to be probably the same linebacker. Um, although, so you look at the other things that, that, they also um, released Kerry Hider and yeah. Um, yeah. Carlos Dunlap at defensive end. I forgot and to fact-
0: mention those guys. Yeah.
1: So with those two guys and Rashim Green gone, they brought in Shelby Harris, um, and then you know having a guy like Anau come in, um, it looks like he's gonna. He looks like a guy who'd be a perfect fit for the um, strong side linebacker in a three-four. The C- the Cx appear to be making that jump um, because Kerry Hider and Uh, Rashim Green, Carlos Dunlap, they're not true 3 4 ends. They're 4 3 ends. And so, and they're also not guys that are going to go out to outside linebacker, um, which is, you know, you have, that's why we call them edge players when we're looking at draft things, because a lot of 4 3 defensive ends are 3 4 outside linebackers, but 5 tech defensive ends in a 4-3 don't move back well. I mean, do you really want to see Rashim Green in coverage? We saw for... that last year. well we yeah. we saw it. <laughs> we did and it was terrible. Right. Um and so having like they appear to be who who are they retaining um on the defensive line? They're either guys that they believe can move to a 3-4 um outside linebacker um or guys that can play up front in a 3-4. They're you know, the the big guys, the um mm-hmm. Al Woods and Brian Monet and and those type of guys, guys that can eat space in a 3-4. Um, they seem to be going all in on uh this conversion. Now I still expect them to be um somewhat multi in terms of their fronts and and move people around and and come out in different uh different sets throughout uh the season but it does look like they're al- altering their personnel to be much more three, four-ish on defense.
0: Right, right. So uh, I brought up the the spreadsheet that I kind of put together. Um, it might be hard to see on your phone. I think if you turn your phone uh, landscape, you might be able to see it a little better. And then everyone that's watching on a desktop or laptop, it should be fine. I could probably go, I could eliminate us and I could just go full screen like that. Might be might be better just for that's a little
1: actually, bit. That's, that's typically better because no one wants to look at me and you. <laughs> um uh, it's just the way it is. Um and for those of you that are uh listening to the audio only podcast, um we're going to be talking about players. We're not going to be hit pointing at things and expecting you to see it. So it'll still work. Um Yeah, so, so, so let's start,
0: start at the Yeah, let's just start at the top left corner quarterback Drew Locke oh. and Jacob Eason is there. Pete has talked endlessly about bringing back Geno Smith, mm-hmm. although he's still a, an open free agent. That's why he's not on this um list um so obviously then as we move towards team needs um and I'll have that graphic up after we after we have a discussion about the the whole list here um I think you know you can have quarterback on that list now whether or not we act on it this year given the the way that we strategize um moving towards this season what is your opinion about what Seattle does? Do you think they're gonna stay? Or do you think it's likely now that we either move on Baker Mayfield or we draft a guy?
1: Um, actually, with all the stuff, all the all the movement, um, that's there's a lot of quarterback movement that's happened, including uh, Matt Ryan to Indy and, and all of that, um, where are the places that Baker Mayfield could go that have starting jobs available? Seattle, the end. um, Or Atlanta? If Atlanta's wanting a, a one- year bridge, um like those are the two options. Um, so there's not mar- going to be a market for them. No one's going to give up a lot for them. so they're going to sit back and wait because there's no way that Cleveland goes into training camp with their former uh number one overall pick starter and the guy they just gave 230 million guaranteed to. And traded away all those picks for. Yeah, um, and I think they just, went out a and got a second. They they got a backup too. I they can did. Just remember who, Brisket, Brisket, uh, Brissett, Brissett. Co- um, yeah, Brissett. Yeah. Um, and so they May, B- Baker Mayfield will not be on that roster. So they they can wait this out. There's no reason to go throw um, a high pick at them. Um, and either,
0: eighteen million dollars. So yeah, yeah, Cleveland's gonna have to solve that. Yep. So So they may even just release him.
1: Yeah. So that's what I'm waiting. You just wait it out because no one's trading um, for him. Uh, So you wait it out, wait for them to release him, which they probably will here in a couple of weeks. Um, And then you don't have to give anything up and you can go sign him to a, you know, a one year prove it deal. Maybe you give him $7 million or whatever to come in and be your starter. And you don't have to take a quarterback from this not good quarterback draft at all. And, you can have your one-year bridge and it gives Mayfield a chance to go out and um, play one year with where he's pretty much got the starting job locked up um, and build his market so that next year he can, you know, try and go get a better, uh, a better deal, a bigger deal.
0: All right. Running back. um, Why don't you tell me what your thoughts are on this list here? Uh, Chris Carson, Rashad Penny, Travis Homer, DJ Dallas, got a couple of young, guys and joss Johnson on the practice squad last year and Darwin Thomas they Thompson they picked up and uh features deal. Um uh,
1: this is essentially the same running back room they had last year minus Alex Collins and Alex Collins was the steadiest thing they had last year. Um so I I I think the running back room is is a mess. Um Chris Carson is a guy that everybody likes he's a fan favorite but he hasn't played much was not available all last year, has a this neck injury that required surgery. Um, it's very similar to the neck injury that um, ended the careers of Cliff Averill and um, Cam Chancellor. And so, uh, I, do we count on him coming back? I just don't know. Um, Penny looked fantastic down the stretch um, the last five games. They brought him back um, but he's also before that he had three and a half years where he barely played because he was always hurt. So, who do you do? Are either of those guys guys you count on next year? I don't think they are. Um, DJ Dallas looked good in at times last year, mm-hmm. but has never been super impressive as a running back, but he's been better as a um, kick returner. Travis Homer's good out of the backfield catching passes, but can't run between the tackles worth much. It's just an it's not a it's not a good group. Um, I would say likely is that you know Carson, because of his contract, ends up not coming back, um, and they go with a draft pick. Uh, to so it's going to be penny yeah. in the draft pick.
0: Yeah, you know, you pretty much said everything that needed to be said there. I mean, that's exactly the way it is. Um, so the, how about
1: I'd say why don't you do the same thing for a wide receiver?
0: Okay, well, wide receiver is pretty well said at the top with Tyler Lockett, D.K. Metcalf, Dwayne Eskridge, who didn't play a lot last year because he was hurt early, never really got into a rhythm, kind of came on a little bit. I'm anxious to see actually what he does this year uh, with the evolution of the offense um, and him being available from day one, if possible. And then Freddie Swain rounds out that top four. Then you've got Aaron Fuller's been hanging around a little bit now. Cody Thompson's been here forever on the practice squad. Kane Johnson came in last year as a, kind of an up-and-coming guy that uh, surprisingly didn't go drafted. Seattle picked him off in the um, undrafted free agent market. Matt Cole and uh, Penny Hart's still uh, hanging around as well from, from the last couple of years. So at the top, uh, it seems like that the, the top four are pretty well set this year. Um, I don't see Seattle reaching or drafting high for a wide receiver. They may draft for depth later on. They've got eight picks now likely to come out of the draft uh, with a couple more in addition to that. So maybe later uh, they could get some value with a guy that can also come in and play special teams as well and add to the competition there for those guys uh, trying to make it to the uh, to the fifth and sixth spots possibly.
1: Um, what do you think about the idea of since the Seahawks are kind of in this rebuild, um, if they get offered, like I'd say, a second round pick for Tyler Lockett, do they take it?
0: That's interesting. You know that the market out there is crazy. We just saw, um, you know, the Kansas City wide receiver Hill being traded to the Miami Dolphins for picks. That was kind of an epic situation, epic move, and it really it, it tipped it. I think more in terms of DK Metcalf possibly being available out there on the market and teams desiring the upside of Metcalf and his age versus Lockett, his contract and his um and his his age and so lock it yeah i mean as a team what what can you get value for and do you want to are those two your building blocks would you rather build around dk medcalf yeah you probably would do you want to pay dk medcalf 25 to 27 million dollars a year which looks like what the market would probably bear next year I don't know if the Seahawks want to do that. And DK Metcalf has struggled at times with his um, immaturity and um, play on the field and just inconsistencies. He's got tremendous upside. Everybody knows that. Everybody likes DK Metcalf. But do you want to pay DK Metcalf $27 million a year? Um, yeah. I mean, you've got to have centerpieces to build around on your offense. And he seems to be a guy that you could definitely build around long-term. Tyler Lockett. Has probably got at least two or three more years, but he's going to be, uh, you know, towards the downside of his career here soon as well. We just don't know exactly when that's going to happen. He's a guy that's ca- caught, you know, over a, a thousand yards here three, four years in a row, and is just as steady as you can be. But is he going to be the same steady receiver with a with a new and unproven quarterback? I'm not sure. Do you take advantage of the market now as you build out the roster? And we talk about we're going to go through you'll see there's many holes that the seahawks could improve upon if they had young cheap talent and those two wide receivers would give you some more picks but as we know just having picks in the draft doesn't mean anything those picks need to turn into something and it's Mm -hmm. it's always a 50 50 proposition
1: at best yeah um i I just look at that trade and I go, okay. Um, The Chiefs looked at it, that massive deal that um, uh, Devontae Adams got from Vegas. And, uh, you know, that uh, the Chiefs were looking at having to give a deal like that to a guy who is a great player, just absolutely game changing speed. But he's a smaller guy, a guy who, that speed is what what makes him a great player. And he's, you know, that's not gonna last, right? At some point, guys that are all speed start to, they lose that step and then they they aren't there. So you're they were just looking at the idea of paying this massive deal and they weren't sure they wanted to do that. Um, and instead they got five picks for a wide receiver, which is just crazy. Um, that's a crazy good return. And I just look at that and I go, for them, this is a team that's been to four straight uh, AFC title games, two Super Bowls in there. Yes. Um, And you can see that the window is closing. Their defense took a major step back last year. They have had to spend a lot of free agent money on uh, the offensive line to try and fix that. Um, But the defense still needs a lot of work. And... They don't have the money to do it. So now they turn around and they free up cap space and they get five picks yeah. for, for this guy. But they do take a step back because you don't. he's such a game-changing talent. But five draft picks? Yeah, well, now you, you have do. the
0: opportunity to go and improve your roster on draft picks. You're going to take a shot. I mean, you yeah. may miss. You might miss. Um, but you're going to take a shot and you get right with the salary cap. And it it actually strengthens your team going forward. Uh, as a whole
2: mm-hmm. when
0: when you come to complete roster building um and you're not just focusing on one position those those contracts, Keith, are just crazy, and they're getting really yeah. does and they're slightly ahead of the cap growing by mm-hmm. the the media contracts that are coming in in the next two years, and so it makes it really difficult this year, but I think as time goes on, those contracts end up being the norm, which is astounding to me but it is what it is and so um if you if you extend DK Metcalf this year at say 23 22 million dollars that might be a bargain in 2 years and so
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, I'd rather do that and build around DK Metcalf and have that piece on the Seahawks for the next four or five years as we try to contend again if you trade DK Metcalf that's a key piece that you wouldn't be that you wouldn't have as you're trying to ramp up so and you mentioned Tyler Lockett. I'm just not sure. Tyler Lockett's such a glue piece to this offense, and to the you know as an outlet um, for any quarterback coming up, um, I think he would he would be a great fit. And so I would hate to lose Tyler Lockett. But again, you're talking about value here, mm-hmm. and I and I keep going back to DK Metcalf because I'm I honestly believe that phones are ringing um, at well, the DMAC. I, I, hope you're listening. DK Metcalf. I don't,
1: I, I don't want to see Metcalf play in another uniform, but this is a team that's rosters kind of crap at the moment. Um, and having that Ferrari at wide receiver doesn't mean anything. If you can't put gas in it, cause you don't have a quarterback
0: sports fans. Look at the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet just $1 on any NFL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code TPPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21 and over minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
1: And that's where they're at. They don't have a quarterback. So and we that, have for an our... opportunity
0: to take advantage of a market that's just kind of crazy right now.
1: Yeah, so if there's if there's someone calling and offering you know greenback uh, a package it's not going to be what um what the chiefs got but if they could if they could get something that's similar they could get uh, a one
0: and a two out of this deal if they were if they played it right
1: yeah <laughs> um and if, if they can do that like green bay get a a one this year and a uh or like a one and a five this year and a two next year uh, as much as i'd hate to see metcalf leave i would really consider it because this is this is not a good roster and they need to rebuild and they need a lot of opportunities to get a uh, new players in here if they're going to do so. And
0: yeah, it's crazy. I didn't know everyone's would be upset at this conversation and I get that. And like, I, like Keith said, we're not advocating no for the move, but if the move happens, um, it's not, it, it's not it doesn't the necessarily the it doesn't necessarily mean yeah. it's the end of the world just like you took the words right out of my mouth yeah. and you get compensation for it at the top of the market for DK Metcalf right now he's not going to you know he may end up being worth more three years from now because he just completely goes off the rails and and at a at a high um, all pro level um, and, and that's just the chance you have to take when you ship somebody out but the return there I think for a rebuilding team where you've got roster holes all over the place is really something that you do have to look at.
1: Well, and the other half of that is if you are going to go in through a year with Drew Locke as your quarterback, uh, the value that DK Metcalf has may go down as Metcalf has an off year because they don't have anyone who can get him the ball. Uh, And so now you're one year closer to that decision of do you pay him a ton of money or let him go and his value went down both because team hit that's one less year of team control that you'd be trading for if you were trading for him and you know one year closer to having to, to give him that mega deal so uh ultimately this might be the this might be the best opportunity for the stacks if they are going to make that move i just i don't want them to yeah if i'm being but, completely honest i just don't want them to i want them to sign metcalf would you do
0: would you do lock Hill. it
1: um Lockett's he,
0: he's harder to trade, I
1: think. I think he's harder to trade because he got a bigger deal last year. Um and so his his contract's a little there. Plus he's he's older, he's smaller, he isn't that prototypical one. Um, even though, though he has all of the production for the last like four or five years, like he's just been so good consistently every year. Um, I think he's a you know, top fifteen, top twenty wide receiver I agree. in the top NFL. 15 Yeah, top fifteen. Um, easy. And
0: maybe top 10.
1: I mean and I don't I don't know if NFL GMs and NFL circles see him in that same way that we do cuz we we see him play, we know uh the things he does. It's he's not just a guy with stats. He's a guy that does all these little awesome things that make him good. Um and
0: so whereas DK <coughs> Metcalf might be worth 3 picks you Know a couple early picks and a, and a later pick. What do you think Lockett would fetch?
1: See, that's what I, I, I'm not sure how talent and, and production he looks like a guy that would be worth a first round pick, but then you look at him on the field and he's a little guy and he's fast and shifty, but he's not that, um, you know, he's not, not a traditional calf. number
0: one, yeah, he doesn't, look,
1: he doesn't look like Julio Jones or or whatever. Uh, I go, hey, they're probably not gonna get a one for him, so if they can get like a two and a four, um, that's probably the where they're going to what they're going to get from him maybe a two and a three if they're lucky um That's,
0: yeah <laughs> and I, I wouldn't ta- i don't know so. that i would take that return i think lockett would be more valuable to a new quarterback and in, in an offense that needs some continuity mm-hmm. i think dk medcalf would certainly raise um would raise the, the 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 interest of the seahawks front office and i think it based on the way that this market has played out (laughs) so far with all the epic trades and team acquisitions um this would just be one more that you Mm -hmm. would add to the 2022 offseason of players changing teams and and teams giving compensation. i mean literally there's like six or seven changes now in first round um draft picks as far as changing teams and so forth just because it's kind of crazy okay um tight end keith we we inherited noah fant in that russell wilson trade probably the the marquee player that we got in return will Mm -hmm. disley came back kobe parkinson's still there with some upside we just don't know yet um talk to me a little bit about the tight end group having noah fant and disley kind of doesn't force us to really have to do much
1: Yeah. I mean, basically you've got your one and your two with, with Fenton Dizzley. You've got the upside play um, with a six foot seven um, Colby Parkinson, who the team really likes. He's had some injuries, but then, and he's also just had a hard time getting on the field and he's got kind of buried on the depth chart is what's happened with, with talented guys above him. And that's kind of the case now. Um, I still think there's a lot to be had from him. Um, So really they're three deep uh, at that position and, you got Tyler Mabry who they team likes. He's been around for a while. Do they do anything there? Maybe like an undrafted free agent or a sixth round pick. But I don't they're not going to add anything significant.
0: Yeah, because if they do add somebody, it's likely they may not make the squad. I mean, Colby Parkinson, I think they still would like to find out what they've got there. It's a mm-hmm. clearly a red zone target. He didn't get a lot of action last year, not sure why. But uh with Noah Fant and Disley there, there's an opportunity for him to have a role. And I just like to See that play out a little bit. All right. Let's get to the spot that's the most problematic, I think, right now, as time is other than quarterback, is the offensive tackle position. Both left side Stone Foresight, right side Jake Curran are there. Uh, we didn't see Stone Foresight last year, sixth round pick um in the twenty twenty one draft, still waiting for an opportunity. He certainly got it right now as the roster stands. I don't expect it to stay this way though.
1: Yeah. And I'm very confused. Um, they've gone out and they've spent money, um, at other positions, but their most glaring weakness, which has been offensive tackle has literally sat there all offseason as an obvious like thing. I mean, and they, well, they did, they did try. They, they did, but they didn't try hard enough because they haven't actually added anyone. Um, and so what are they going to do? I mean, are they going to sit at nine and, and take Trevor Penning? I, wouldn't mind that, but that's only solves half the, the problem. They still got, you know, the other side, there's still no depth whatsoever. No depth. Right. Um, and it, you're not going to be able to win with Forsyth and Curran as your starting tackles, um, uh, going into this year. Now they may both, uh, turn Develop. into, yeah. yeah. And turn into better players, but they're not there now. Um, you've got to have a guy. If if you're gonna give Curran the starting right tackle job, yeah, I think you need at, at least left, one guy. You have to have a proven guy on the left side, someone that your quarterback can trust. And if um you're going to go with uh, Stone Forsyth on the left side, then you've gotta have a proven veteran on the right side. So the so quarterback me, knows he can roll away from pressure if he needs well,
0: to. Let me let me share the list with you of available left tackles in free agency currently. Dwayne Brown. Oh. That seems okay. like the obvious choice for a guy mm-hmm. that can come back on a one-year deal. I still think that this is possible. Eric Fisher, previously with the Colts, Riley Reef, Chris Hubbard, previously with the Browns, Kendall Lamb, Nate Soldier. I mean, it's it goes downhill quickly from there. Um, at the look- right tackle position, you've got, um, hold on just a sec, Brian Beluga is the guy, uh, previously with the Chargers um and then daryl williams billy turner marcus cannon jesse davis guys that who knows right so um and brandon shell is still sitting out there and so is it possible i wanted to ask you this when i saw both of our tackles from last year are still sitting there is it possible seattle runs back grabs those guys for one year deals and just goes forward like that in 2022
1: possible yes likely no um they're trying to move on they're trying to get younger they're trying to get cheaper they're trying to oh there's no doubt um, about
0: that keith
1: and and i don't think you go do you do that by bringing in the 37 year old guy that's uh whose play has been declining um you know or brandon shell who's never been great he's had a few good games here and there a good stretch um you know you know during the first six games of his time in seattle but not he's not been good Otherwise, um, in a Seattle tenure, how do you get better by bringing any of those guy, either of those guys back? Um, I mean, you get significantly worse by not replacing them and going with nothing. Um, but you don't get better by bringing those guys back. So I no, I, no, I we're not them... talking
0: about getting better. We're talking about getting through a season, though, for yeah. our quarterback and for our team, just yep. to basically ride to the next stop.
1: Yeah, I just kicked the can down the road again. I mean, um, Dwayne Brown would be the the guy that that I think is more likely of those two. Um, you know, Shell Shell's a replacement level player. You listed out a bunch yes. of guys, and are any yeah. are any of them significantly worse than than Shell? No. Um, so the the uh, the only reason you bring Shell in is familiarity. Um, okay, I'd rather take the chance with someone else and see if someone a if younger guy's got some. Got some upside that maybe I'm not. Yeah, seeing I, would, or I would. I would. I wouldn't bring him back.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. Dwayne Brown seems like the logical choice there to come back on a one-year deal at left tackle, and then I would let Jake Curran compete with a possible draft pick as mm-hmm. we move move forward. Um, let's shift to guard. You want to do um, the offense on this show and and uh, split yeah. this thing in two. Let's do that. So um, Damian Lewis, Gabe Jackson, obviously the starters. Nothing to worry about there. Uh, Phil Haynes came back on a deal, and then Pierre-Olivier Lestage is sitting there. Dakota Shepley is also listed as a guard on Seahawks.com, uh, but he can also play center. And then Kyle Fuller came back at center, Austin Blythe at center. So that's our interior offensive lineman. Seems to me like we're pretty well set heading into the draft, but it mm-hmm. may be that they draft a guy to compete at center, possibly yeah. you know a swing guard type of player as well.
1: Blythe is a guy that a year ago was a was considered kind of a big name. It was, he's a a great player, but he didn't play last year. Um, spent, I think he played what like seven snaps all year. Because yeah, Creed, of Creed
0: Humphrey also came and played. Took his took his um,
1: Yeah, that's part of it. But um, you know, so Blythe uh, is coming in. He's got uh, he's got the talent, got the experience, good player, but is he healthy enough? um and Shepley and Fuller are your your backups and that's kind of scary because we saw Kyle Fuller right. be terrible um the beginning of last yeah, year. Yeah, I don't
0: even understand how he came back, but he Yeah,
1: did. I I I agree. I'm not sure how he is still in the league at this point um unless he's just roster fodder because they needed someone to snap a ball during training camp. Um
0: that's possible too because it's an unguaranteed deal. So, you know, a guy like Cole Strange, like in the draft, which would be a a center prospect, but also could play guard. Mm -hmm. seems like a perfect fit, a guy that you could probably pick up in the, with our third round or fourth round pick one of those fourth rounders. Um, Yeah. Interesting. So do you have any concerns with, with the way things shape up on the interior offensive line other than. I just think the
1: depth depth isn't there. I mean, the two starters at guard are fine and, and Austin Blythe is, is good, but I just don't see much behind them. Phil Haynes has played in a few games in his entire, what, four years in Seattle? Mm-hmm. And he's looked at... DeMarco up, Jones you know, left. Yep. Yeah, he signed a um, way too big of a deal to go be a backup. Um, that made very little sense. I, I don't I don't see the depth. And I think they can, they're can. they going to address the depth in the draft. Yeah, the offensive pre-age. line
0: in, as a whole right now is just horrific to me.
1: Yeah, because right now you're looking at um, an offensive line from left to right of Forsyth um lewis blythe jackson and curran um that's not going to intimidate anybody jackson is the one like a good player damian lewis might be we saw him he looked great as a rookie but did not um it didn't carry over last year because of all of um the injuries and stuff that he dealt with maybe
0: you could move damian lewis inside the center and put phil haynes at left guard possible well, I mean, we got Austin Blythe. I mean, if Austin Blythe still plays the way that he played for the Rams, I just don't see that being a problem. I think he comes right in and kind of takes over, especially with Shane Waldron and Dickinson there. Mm-hmm. Um, that, he's their guy. They brought him in for a reason. They trust him. You know, um, I think it's his spot to lose right now before the draft. If we happen to draft the center in the first two rounds with one of those first three picks – he's in jeopardy. But other than that, I think he's, a, so he's you're ta- good talking go.
1: about bringing guys back um, before this team brings back shell. I would rather see them bring back Ethan posick to be the, a backup center, backup guard, because he can play all three interior line spots. He is good for a backup. He's and not. Yeah. And he's not good enough to be your every down starter. I, I just don't think you'd have go forward with him um, in that spot, if you're expecting to get better. Um, but you know, he can come in and play a few games. He has experience, um, at both guard and center. I I think it's just a, it's a, it's a good fit. The market hasn't been there for him. He's still out there waiting for a phone call. Um, if he's waiting for too much longer, a one-year deal to come in, be the backup center, backup guard, they could do far worse.
0: All right. Quickly what are your offensive needs and what grade would you currently give the existing offensive roster
1: my offensive needs are everything but tight end and i would give this roster a d oh
0: it's so painful last year we were going into the season with so much optimism keith i predicted 13 wins i you know it was just one of those crazy things right and now we have not a completely different roster save Dwayne Brown really but here we are with despair in our hearts that Drew Locke is our quarterback and our running back room is completely disheveled and the only thing really good well I mean the wide receiver room and the tight end room look pretty good other than that it's really bleak
1: yeah because I mean when you got a guy like Russell Wilson he covers up a lot of stuff um he made he he can make a bad offensive line look less bad um, and you know, I, I just, um, they're going to miss him so much, especially if, if drew locks, the guy, the running backs just, they're just, we were kind of, you know, okay. Like there, God, there's a lot of talent in that running back room. When we went in last year, it's the same group of guys, um, coming back, but after a year of seeing, you know, Chris Carson, not play, and then we're looking back and go, wait, he hasn't been healthy for a while yeah. now he hasn't been the chris carson that we think of when we think of the words chris carson for a couple of years um is he still worth that contract is he still worth worthy of a roster spot after being you know fairly is penny
0: innocent? is penny worth 5.75 million dollars for f- <clears throat> six or seven Games of production, yep. and Only the rest if, was just scattered over three and a half years. Yep, where it was like
1: he has to be the guy crazy. that he was for those last six games all year. He needs yes. to play. He needs to play in twelve or thirteen games minimum, and be that guy that we saw. If, he's, the last if
0: he's that guy, and Drew Lock turns out to be a somewhat decent placeholder, um, and you know the tight ends and wide receivers have good years and the the offensive and, line comes together and, this team could actually and, surpass expectations i and, get it
1: and and yeah. and this and yeah this we're has gonna to have, happen yeah but you and know that has to fact, happen
0: you know for a fact we're gonna have that issue for at least two years
1: yeah but it's not we're gonna it's,
0: have the if 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 situation going on for a while until it's this not proves it
1: it's not if this happens or that happens it's if this happens and that happens and that happens and that other thing happens, you're talking, now you're on a, you're, you went through a six, um, a six game parlay. If you're want to talk in betting terms, um, how likely is it that you hit on all six of those games? Uh, you, the, the answer is very low and yes, you no up losing all your money. Yeah. Um, now if, the, if you do hit on right. all of but, them, you're going to make but, a ton of money, but you're not going to hit on all of them.
0: I, I basically came, I I'd said two ands, Rashad Penny and Drew Locke. If Rashad Penny and Drew Locke have league average years for Drew Locke and an above average year, just like we saw from Penny in the last five or six games, not maybe slightly stepped down from that, this team could actually outperform expectations. That's all I'm saying.
1: Yeah, but expectations are three wins.
0: I so think out, expectations out, are bigger than that, actually. I think expectations, wins. I think by the time we get in September and we record a show about predictions, expectations are going to end up being seven to, to eight wins with this I roster. I hope not.
1: I hope not. One, I, know. I, I don't think this roster I hear you is though. good. I don't, one, I don't think this roster is good. I think this roster is bad. It's, and not, two, it's not good yet, but they, we
0: still have eight to 10 picks out to I, add to the roster.
1: Yeah, but so does every team.
0: And th- Yeah, but three of them are going to be pretty high. Maybe Four, five in the top 100 probably. That's a pretty significant infusion of young, hungry, fast talent to your team in key position
1: groups. But you're going into the draft as a bad team, and everybody is drafting players.
0: Yeah, 15 teams out of the NFL go into the draft as a bad team, though. (laughs) I mean, we got to start somewhere, right?
1: Yeah, I'm just, I I don't see, you can't make enough additions to this roster to make it a good roster. And we haven't even
0: talked about the defense
1: yet, which is the next show which is a n yeah the next show and a big problem. Um I just I think expectations we need to walk into this year with low expectations. And I think walking into the year with low expectations is good news because you don't want this team to win 7 games. If they go it it, seven and,
0: it does seem like perpetual like middling ground if we win 7 wins because there's no way out of 7 to 9 wins. Yeah but there, you, we, but if we traded like a DK Metcalf we would have the ammunition to move up almost anywhere in the draft to get the quarterback that we need so
1: yeah but it could be
0: you, it could be worse I'm just saying it could be worse could, or you could this team is going to be competitive though Keith you know that the, the coach is not going to allow them to lose games on purpose or anything like remotely no they're not going to lose game on purpose that. but they're
1: but they don't have the talent they don't have the talent to play with teams
0: this is a talent deficit team we just went through the roster it's, it, it, it is. Um, it is what it, it, is. it is.
1: They don't have the talent, and they don't have a Russell Wilson to go in and bail them out and make them look better than they are. Um, this is a team. If they go out and win three games, I think that's that is what the roster looks like to me. They look like a three-win team. And but this is a puts,
0: coach that's writing everything on the defense winning games for him this year. And we're going to go through the defensive roster in this next show, and we're yeah. going to show that maybe that's a little bit of a stretch.
1: Yeah. And they're going to be in a spot to um, basically look at this. They're they're going to say we're going to you know we're we're going to go for nine ten wins and try and make the playoffs. Everyone's going to look at the roster and say uh, eh, seven wins maybe. And I'm going to look at this roster and I'm going to say honestly, if I'm being truly honest with the talent and compare it to the other teams around the NFC, I see a three or four win team. I see a team that's going to pick first or second in the draft, and they're going to be in perfect position to draft the next franchise quarterback, and to do so without having to trade DK Metcalf to make it happen. That, to me, is not bad. That is the ideal path. And I, you'll say that I'm being like pessimistic when I say this roster that's is. That's not three necessarily wins.
0: pessimistic. That's a strategy. That's not being pessimistic.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't see it. I, I see that as being the fastest rebound, the fastest way towards um becoming a, a contender again. Can and you you may...
0: can you say, can you argue that Pete Carroll can still be Pete Carroll and being the Mr. optimistic, mr. competitive mr everything right? going forward and still lose can can those things still come together
1: Oh yeah. They can. I mean, he can go, he'll, he'll be talking about, you know, we're making progress and we're getting better and, you know, we're get, getting things figured out and, and uh, we're getting, we have all these young guys and they got to figure out how to play together and blah, 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 but we're going to yeah. get there and he'll right. be, he'll be peeding it up all year and then the team will be bad. And then they'll come around and be like, you know what? We weren't good, but we didn't have, we're going to have an opportunity to go draft a franchise quarterback. We have all this cap room and, all these young players and we're going to be great next year. And I mean, that's, that's Pete Carroll.
0: <laughs> well, and that's really the way it is. Yeah. You know, that's the way it is. All right. Let's get out of here, Keith. Hang with me though. Um, so you can find Keith at Myers NFL. I'm at NWC uh, Hawk. The show is at Hawks playbook. Find us on your favorite podcast platform and YouTube and please subscribe. That would be great. So until next time, go Hawks. Go Hawks.
2: Podcast Network. 18 plus.